morning. Good afternoon. We're mid-morning here, so good mid-morning to you. Uh, we're the Faith Live Sisters. We are in day three of this week. We are in Hebrews. Boom. Excuse me. We're in Hebrews chapter eight, and I am just going to go quietly die to the side for a minute. So, Carrie, <laughs> do you want to just read for us? Yep. I'll read verses 7 through 13. <clears throat> for if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. For he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities. I will remember their sins no more. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete, and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Hmm. I love this whole passage because he's like, listen, the old stuff, it's it's not, it's not valid anymore and the new stuff is way better because it's through me it's through jesus and it's permanent and forever which we kind of talked about yesterday too the whole yeah. permanent and forever thing i love that part more than anything that mm -hmm. it's unconditional and permanent and forever <laughs> it's not all gonna fall on me that now i have god in me, the Holy Spirit, to help me um, and to keep me. What a difference that makes. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it was interesting to me when he said, God found fault with the people. Um, well, he knew that, right? When he gave that first covenant, he knew they weren't going to be able to keep it. Um, so all along, he's been planning this new covenant. And he this also is, knew he was going to have to put it in our hearts and in our minds. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a quote from Jeremiah, right? I, I think it is. And so that, it, this was prophecy. This yeah. was foretold to them. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that. Um, I will put the put my laws into their minds and write them on their, their hearts. They don't need the. They won't need the tablets to tell them yeah. anymore because 
it'll be written right on their hearts, like it is on way it is on our hearts. Yeah. When we accept Jesus, He comes to live in our hearts, and His Word is. I mean, we do love His Word, but if we didn't even have this, if we were lost on an island somewhere because we were sailing on this great cruise and then we fell <laughs> off. <laughs> Talk about an imagination. We swam through the shark-infested waters to the safe island, but we had no Bible. We would still have the Holy Spirit in us, and we would still know him, and he would still speak to us. Yeah. Yeah, now everything is inside. It's not external the way it was in the Old Testament. Um. Even when the Holy Spirit came upon people in the Old Testament, he came upon them. He mm -hmm. didn't fill them the way he fills us today. And then he left. And yeah. then he would leave when he was yeah. done with what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary. Well, I think about um, maybe two weeks ago, Rosemary was talking about how um, before she was a believer, she felt like God was this big angry something um but there was still that there was a knowing and there was still something in there mm -hmm. she didn't recognize it for what it was until she did but that it was there yeah i think in so many ways i was still so focused on the old covenant it, it was until i let that old covenant go then i can really fully move into the new covenant and that's what made the difference I think of Paul, too, when, on the road to Damascus. Well, actually, after the road to Damascus, he went into the desert, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave him, for, it was like three years? Three years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Revelation yeah. and taught yeah. him, you know. Yeah. They didn't have a Bible at that time mm -hmm. in history, and yet the Holy Spirit was able to do whatever it needs to accomplish yeah. that way. Well, and even these Hebrews, at this point, there's no... There's no New Testament really at this right, point. Right. I mean, this is a letter that came, right? Um, but all all of the early church grew under just the auspices of the Holy Spirit, really, because they're, you know, they might get a letter here and there or pass around the letter, but it they they didn't have a Bible that they could open every day and study. Um, a whole different way of relating to God. I mean, they had the Old Testament still, and those Jews, I'm sure, were um, very comfortable in that. Um, but think about the Greeks and the, all the other nationalities that, that um, came to know Jesus. They, they didn't have all that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a good difference, pointing out a, a good different, big difference between the Old and the New Covenant in that... Um, there were the writings, there were all these ceremonies, there were all these external things, but there wasn't the internal dwelling of the Holy Spirit through Christ. I mean, they, they did have testimonial of, of people who actually saw Christ and knew him. But then eventually that was, people were dying because that's what they do. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. By the time you get to 100 years after Jesus, there's, mm -hmm. there's not very many, if any, people left who knew him. Right. So right. it, yeah. Well, I like this. Um, just getting off a little bit. I like this FYI box. What Charles Swindoll says. 
Um, and I think it's important to remember that these verses don't imply that the old covenant was sinful, only that it was insufficient. The law reflected the righteousness of God, but it couldn't produce righteousness in the believer's life. So that's it. It's the external thing that can make a difference. You know, I mean, it can, but it doesn't change your heart. Yeah. And it doesn't produce righteousness. You can't legislate morality. So it doesn't produce righteousness in a believer's life. That's what he's saying here. Mm -hmm. I think, too, like for me with motherhood, when I look at that, it's like I babysat kids quite a bit. I thought they were great, knew all the rules, knew what you, you got to feed them, check either end, all that stuff, right? Put them down <laughs> to sleep. All that stuff is like, okay, I learned all that. But then when I became a mom, everything changed. It became <laughs> very internal. Yeah. Right? I was yeah. very worried, you know. You know, whatever. It wasn't was just a duty. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now and my old way thing. would have been so insufficient. Right. You know, and this is a new way. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very much on relationship, which the new one is based on relationship, not rules. Mm-hmm. And we can see all through the Old Testament, Time after time after time, the rules didn't work. So that was yeah. God's plan all along was to oh. show them these rules don't work and they're never going to work because they don't change your deepest heart. Yeah. And time after time after time, the Israelites rebelled against God and followed the stubbornness of their own heart and went astray time after time. He keeps forgiving, which thankfully, but it won't work. The law won't work. So that's why we need the new covenant to change our hearts. You, when I think about that, it's like, yeah, there's times my heart gets hard. Mm -hmm. There's times I'm really, I'm breaking the law, breaking the rules all the time. But the difference, let's see, back then they had the atonement. Once a year, you would go through that. Um, I have an immediate right now. I can turn to my high priest and I can with Jesus mm -hmm. and I can say, please tell me what I'm doing wrong. Help me, um, help me make this right in you through you, not by my efforts, not by my works, but because they're not working clearly, right? But by you and by your sacrifice and ask for forgiveness and have that repentance. I can still have a hard heart even in the new covenant. Yeah. If we're not but the careful. difference is. I don't have to wait for a year. And and what's happened with that is I've lost the point that it's permanent and that Jesus is taking care of it. And I've strayed away. I've done that drifting away that we've talked about, right? I can always come back because he doesn't drift away. He is permanent. Like you were saying, Angie, forever. Mm -hmm. Permanent and forever. So immediately, if I find myself in that situation, I can always turn back to him because I have that relationship with him. So building that relationship is different. They didn't have that relationship with the covenants. It was just the, the habits and the rules and the behaviors, right? It's a little more like, if you do this, I'll do that. You know, mm -hmm. the conditional kind of thing. God says he'll do these certain things, but 
his doing those things was oftentimes conditioned on them doing something too. Um, and I think he hoped at some point that they would see that they couldn't meet those conditions all the time um, and that that would soften their hearts towards him, that they would realize that they needed him, not just the rules to live by, but they needed him. And, and I don't know, like, like you said, Terry, just over and over and over again, their hearts were stubborn. They hardened their hearts. They, they turned away from him. Um, they wouldn't walk according to his word. It was, you know, the whole history in the Old Testament is full of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was so gracious in the Old Testament to provide over and over and over again. Um, I mean, like the the people said, oh, you know, God said, you can, these are the rules. This is how I'm laying it out. And they were like, okay, great. And then they would turn their backs and then they would yeah. be like we can't do this we need a king send mm -hmm. us a king and god's like you don't need a king and they're like yes we do so then he would instill a king and then everything would line back up how it was supposed to be and then he'd be like okay you got this and then a king would go away and then they'd be like oh we can't do this it's too hard <laughs> right like over That's and right. over again yeah but now he's and and he would leave like he would he would say, okay, you can have this, you can have it your way, and I'm out for now. Yeah. But now he's saying, I'm I'm not out. I'm not out anymore. Never again. Never I'm gonna again. be with you forever. Yeah. Right. So like verse nine here, it says, I will not be like the covenant I made with their or it will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand to lead them out of out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, I turned away from them. But now he's like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to baby you along. I'm just here. And we can work this out together like grown-ups. So let's do this thing together. Which is probably a gross oversimplification of it. Well, no, I think that was a good, good way to look at it. Because he does say, like, I'm, I'm not leaving anymore. Yeah. Again, it's that forever impermanent. Well... Mm -hmm. Just like you are with your kids, no matter what they do, they're still your kids, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so you're not ever going to forsake them, and God's never going to forsake us. Right. And we do have to, just like our kids have to suffer the consequences of their actions. Um, yeah. We have to suffer the consequences of our actions, but there's nothing that our kids can do to make us not their parents anymore. Or not love them anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... That's just kind of a different perspective than what they had had. Again, going back to Terry's comment yesterday or the day before, talking about like, don't you think they're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? Yeah. But he, this is him reminding like, we're in it together, folks. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just something about what you were saying, Suzanne, and like kind of it's been rumbling and I don't have it yet. I don't have a hold of it, but um. It was so dependent on what they could do. Like God set up the priests on this, on the rituals. They had to do it all. And maybe it's just that simple that God did this for me, right? It's like for all of us. Yeah. It's that it's not dependent on me. Thank you, Lord, right? It is dependent on him. And like you were saying, he hasn't permanently taken this. He's permanently with us now. 
That's such a game changer. That's a difference between the old and the new mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. What a privilege to be able to live under the new. Yeah, absolutely. And to be able to gain the perspective of reading the Bible to see what the old was like. And mm -hmm. we don't have to live under that, yeah. but we have the privilege of, of only the new. Mm -hmm. Rosemary, you were pointing out earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, that section that um, where Chuck Swindoll talks about the new covenant better than the old one. Right. There were like uh, four points or whatever. Yeah. Do you want to read them? You can go ahead. No, do you? Okay. All right. <laughs> we always want Terry to read. No. <laughs> okay. So he says the new covenant is better than the old one. First, it offers internal motivation and power instead of an external list. Um, second, it is based on a close relationship instead of one that is fearful and distant. Third, it provides confidence and assurance instead of insecurity and uncertainty. And fourth, it emphasizes forgiveness and mercy instead of failure and wrong. I, it's interesting. I have, I could take each one of those points and really just kind of sit with them a little bit. When I read it again, this time, the third one, it provides confidence and assurance instead of insecurity and uncertainty, because back, you don't know if you're doing it. Right. You know, the reason that high priest had that rope is because what if he was doing it wrong? What if it was wrong? And then I was thinking about these high priests, not the high priests, but the regular ones that came in every day, they had to have the, their act going every day have those sacrifices done every day. And you don't know if you did it right. You know, you don't know if you did. Did I sacrifice it the right way? Did I add the things I needed to add? What did I do? You know, if they made a mistake, dead, you're not good, not okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, but we, so if we depend on being good and not having God, well, we're dead anyway. It doesn't matter. That's a certainty, right? So what God has given us in this new covenant is a certainty that it's not dependent on us. Jesus took care of everything. It is fully and completely taken care of. We just turn to him as our high priest and ask for forgiveness and mercy. And it's there and it's available to us. Wait, it makes me now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it takes me back to, again, the beginning where we were the part of the reason for this book of Hebrews is to show them the superiority of Christ over Moses, Christ over the, and here's the superiority of the new covenant with Christ over the old covenant. So it's just showing that superiority of Christ again. Mm -hmm. That's a good summation, Terry. Yeah. Tied it all together. But Yeah. That's right. a great way to finish us up today, actually. I think so. Yeah. Terry like started the week saying like this is it, and then we were done, and she's more than halfway through. Like, <laughs> let me just finish up in a nice little bow. So bringing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when we give her a whole week off of reading. <laughs> yeah. She's mm -hmm. like, stop talking and let me summarize for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rosemary, yeah. do you want to finish us today? I do. Thank Thanks. you. God, we just praise you. We just thank you so much. What a great idea. This new covenant, Lord, um, <laughs> to have Jesus be the one, um, our high priest who has everything taken care of forever, Lord. God, we just thank you that, um, 
that this new covenant resides in us. Lord, we don't have to travel somewhere for this. We don't have to go do something for this. All we have to do is sit in your presence, God, and talk with you. And and we're in the Holy of Holies because of what Christ's sacrifice was for us. Lord, we just thank you that um, you did give us the old covenant so we could see a structure, but we could see how it was inadequate, Lord, and that we needed a new high priest. We needed Jesus to come in, and, and we needed a new covenant, Lord, that was with you. God, I thank you for your... Um, that this new covenant brings life. Lord, I thank you for what you bring us through this new covenant. Life, life with you, life living abundantly, Lord. I um, just praise you. Um, I thank you for your forgiveness, your mercy. I am so grateful that we can live in confidence, God, and we can go towards you um, and that you're always present within us, God. So I just praise you. I just thank you for everyone listening here. Um, that in some way this um, scripture has transformed a perspective or a way of seeing you in a new way, God, and um, that they can see how this impacts their life today. That at any moment, if they're not sure of something, they can just turn to you, God. I just praise you, God, in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>